Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Drive with Peter Vlahos, and it's all brought to you thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre, where you get the right tool from the start. Our first feature interview is with Troy Kirkham. Now, he's the Executive Manager of Youth, Community and Game Development at the WA Footy Commission. You may have heard me talking last night with Kim Hagdorn on the program about my experience going to a junior footy game on Sunday, and I saw an under-14s, and it was Mount Lawley Inglewood Junior Footy Club taking on Manning in a second semi-final. Good game of footy. It was played in the right spirit, nice and competitive, and it was at Ernest Johnson. And I said to my brother at three-quarter time, let's go and see what the coach has to say, because we're used to doing that at the WAFL. And then I was told you're not allowed to do that. So I thought we'd explore it a bit further in relation to the pros and cons, what's allowed, what's not allowed. If you, like me, are going down to see junior football and you're not a regular, that is a parent that goes in week in, week out. Troy, thanks for your time on the program. No, thanks for having us, Peter. When did that rule come in that you're really not allowed to go and listen to what the coach has to say and be part of the huddle, which is encouraged, as we know, at WAFL level? Yeah, so look, from a junior footy point of view, that one, that rule comes in during finals periods, and it's, it's been in place for a number of years now, and it's largely been driven by the coaches themselves. One of the things that we find is that you get quite a few mums and dads from time to time that'll go out and yeah, speak to their own child or speak to the, a group of kids and, and almost counter counteract the, the discussion or the direction that's been given by coaches. So coaches have asked uh, asked the footy commission to put a, role, a rule in place that just looks at, particularly during finals, when it's a little bit more intense and there's uh, a little bit more at stake, um, that they basically just keep the parents away, let the coaches do the coaching, let the parents do the spectating and from that point of view, and it really helps with that game day environment and supports the volunteer coaches that we have in place. So, Troy, you're saying it's only in place during finals or also home and away, depending on what the coach no. requests? No, it's, it's generally only in finals. So home and away, no issue at all. Uh, but in finals, one of the things the coaches have sort of asked for over the, over the journey is that we just keep the parents away a little bit. It allows them to coach. It allows them to deliver the right message that they want to deliver to their players. Uh, and it creates that, it just continues to create that positive game day environment. Not everyone's going to agree with it, Peter. And then and people like yourself that have sort of come through footy over a number of years sort of go, well, why is that in play? But what it is, it just helps with those environments. It helps with the whole experience and it helps support the coaches there that are generally volunteers themselves and are, and are putting their hand up to, to coach these kids. And the other thing that I noticed, naturally, you have the uh, the bench there where the players, the interchange bench, and you've got the coaches there and the person who's doing the stats and holds the ball aboard. They're all roped off and protected from anybody entering that region. Uh, that, no doubt, has been in place for obvious reasons for a number of times. Yeah, absolutely. And, and similarly, it helps create the positive game day environments. It helps keep the spectators in the spectator area... It, has a defined area for the coaches and the coaching box. 
uh, and the people that are allowed in there. And, and generally, we only sort of have the coaches, uh, the, the head coach, the, the assistant coach, maybe the runner and a first aid person and the team manager allowed in there. And that that just helps support the overall volunteers and make sure that we're not getting parents in there that are either not passing on the right messages or creating environments that aren't the aren't the sort of the environment that we want junior footy to be all about. Now, the other thing I picked up, and I went and saw a game uh, earlier in the year as well, again, just watching the nephew play, is that I was told that the games are played for eight points. That is certainly in the 14s and the 15s, in the older age group, where all of a sudden competition points are put in place and you play finals. Is that true? They are eight-point games? Yeah, so so what we do, so there's four points for a win and a loss, so it's similar to any other normal game of footy, I suppose, but through our uh, all of our age groups, particularly those that are in youth, we also have an e-point attributed. So the e-point or an environment point creates an opportunity for teams that uh, are creating the right environment, have the right behaviour on the field, so there's no red or yellow cards, etc., and they get four e-points as well. So if you win the game, Plus, you have the right environment and you have um, no red or yellow cards, no one sent off, those type of things. There's no abuse of umpires. Um, and then you so you get those four other additional points attributed. On the flip side, if you also lose the game, but you create the right environment as well, what that does is it allows you to earn four points as well. So ultimately, what it does is it puts the environment that you're creating as a team and as a club at the same level as a win or loss. And we find that what that does is this has been a real game changer in the way that we deliver junior football in WA. Uh, and it's sort of led the nation a little bit in terms of our approach to game environments. And a lot of other states are now picking up a similar similar type of concept around the E-point to, to really drive positive environments and make sure that the environment and the experience that we're putting out there for our kids is the best it possibly can be. And we know if we create the right environment, the right experience, then we'll get kids coming back to the game year after year. So is it the umpires who oversee the E points and they make the judgment at the end of the game, depending on what happens during the course of that game? Yeah, so they they write on their team sheet. So if there's abuse from the coach's box or there's a red or yellow card, they'll note that on the team sheet. And it's not a young umpire's decision whether E points get awarded or lost. It's the decision of the administrators of the competition. So from that point of view, we're not asking a 13 or 14-year-old junior umpire that's really learning and developing. We're not asking them to make that final call. What we're saying is you just note the experience and the environment on your team sheet that you put in, uh, and then from there we'll make the determination over the e-points. And and clubs can have the discussion around that as well uh, with each of the administrators. But overall, we found it to be a really positive way of driving really solid, strong environments at at junior footy games. So those issues that were brought up earlier that have been implemented in junior footy, Troy, does that mean before these areas were implemented that it was a bit out of control at community footy level from a discipline point of view? Uh, No, I wouldn't say it was out of control, Peter. I think what this does is it really shifts the focus on it's not always about win and loss. It's about creating the right environment. We want as many kids playing community footy and community sport as we possibly can be. So from that point of view, what this does is this just ensures that it's the right environment and the right experience for the kids. So I don't think it's right to say that the environment before was a bit like the Wild West. I think this, what this does is it just shifts the focus and makes sure that from a coaching point of view or from a 
um, a playing point of view that you, you've also got one eye on the environment that you're creating as well. And, and we know uh, from all the sort of the data and the research that kids will come back if they're getting the right experience. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's right to say that it was a, a bit out of control previously, but what this does is it just helps us refocus on what's the what's the important thing around junior footy, and that's everyone getting out there, having a go and, and participating in the game. I'll probably go and watch the game again this weekend. So saying that, uh, E-Point's active during the home and away games. What about in finals, if all of a sudden a coach maybe gets a bit loud, a parent gets a bit loud, a player gets maybe a bit over-aggressive, can a side be penalised and in what way during a finals game? Yeah, really good question, Peter. And, and from a finals perspective, you're right, there is no E-Point's on the table in those games. Uh, but what we do know is that if a, a player particularly or a coach is out of control or, or doing something or abusing an umpire that's, that's not in the spirit of the game, then red and yellow cards will be issued. Um, if you get a, a red card, then it, it pretty much means you're going to miss probably a week of footy at a minimum. Uh, and then from a yellow card, you're off for 15 minutes and you, you sort of cool the jets a little bit and then you get back out there after that. So... There are measures that we have in play for, for addressing the behaviour of particularly uh, players and coaches. Mm. Okay, and just generally before I let you go, Troy, it's been a, a pretty good season for community footy? Yeah, really good. I think the, the bounce back from a community footy point of view coming out of COVID has been really strong. Um, there's, there's really good numbers out there across most of our segments, which is which is really encouraging. And um, I think when you look at it, Peter, it comes down to the volunteers at the clubs. They, they do a tremendous job week in, week out. We've got about 45,000 volunteers across WA that sort of are involved in community footy. Um, and without them, I mean, they're the, they're the heartbeat of the game and, and they do a massive amount of work. And, uh, and every week they're out there, yeah, rain, hail, sun, and they're, they're getting kids out playing community footy, which is the really important thing. So... Um, the volunteers are, are massive and uh, they've played a really big role in, in getting junior footy to the extent that we need it to be. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Troy, and uh, shedding a bit of light for people like myself that went across when you go and watch a, a junior footy game, what is the protocol and why systems are put in place. Thanks for your time. No, anytime, Peter. Thank you.